Hi, you're listening to A Moment of Calm, a podcast for burnt-out high achievers and busy professionals where we talk about common situations and experiences that might be causing you stress, overwhelm, anxiety, or mental and emotional challenges. We explore how you can address these with a series of micro-habit changes, belief shifts, and simple aligned action-taking so that you can experience more moments of calm in your day-to-day. My name's Michelle and I'm a qualified counsellor, entrepreneur, author, speaker and owner of Mental Health Marketplace, Calm Cabana, which supports you to take control of your own mental health and well-being and support you to create more inner calm, reduce your stress and strengthen your resilience from the inside out. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to A Moment of Calm. Today is a little bit of a tough love episode, but it is still aimed at giving you a little bit of a moment of calm because I think if you can take some action on this topic, it is going to bring more calm into your day, week, month, and life existence. So the topic is, are you willing to take responsibility for your stress? or your overwhelm, your anxiety, your depression? Are you willing to actually take a step back and admit that you have a role that you can play in making some changes with how you feel and how you're showing up in your day? Oh, that can be a bit of a tough one to swallow. But it's actually so empowering if you can start to take some responsibility around how it is that you're feeling and showing up because that means you can actually make steps to change. I am someone who has always struggled taking responsibility for things. And the reason that I think I struggle with this or have struggled for so many years is the shame, the guilt that comes with admitting you're not doing a good job at something, or maybe you could have done better at something, or you made a mistake, or you know that perfectionist in me that thinks, oh, you're maybe not really that good at whatever it is that, um, you know, you're not good at. And when we admit that, it can be really tough to our ego. It can, you know, hurt to say, I'm not good at this or I didn't do a very good job or maybe it's not really working out like I'd hoped it would or, you know, what does that say about me? And, you know, this can go as far as just avoiding taking ownership and accountability for things when you you know, don't do well or don't do the right thing, make a mistake. And the way that this presented for me a lot of the time was through like little white lies. I'd kind of bend the truth. I would avoid like my part to play in things or I'd kind of project it outwards and say, oh no, it was because of blah, blah, blah. Or I'd have all of these excuses about external reasons why I acted the way that I did or I did what I did or whatever it was turned out the way that it did and it was never really me just saying like I effed up um, or I didn't make a good choice or I didn't really think enough about that particular thing and didn't do research or whatever it might be and this is something I've really been working on for a number of years. I know it's a really bad fault that I have and I'm consciously trying to always admit responsibility, accountability, ownership of where I don't do the right thing or take the right steps or where things maybe just haven't gone to plan and not let it mean that I'm like this horrible defective person and really just try to see it as a learning opportunity and that it's actually really empowering for me to be able 
to stand in that and own that, you know, I didn't do what I said I was going to do or I didn't do what I wanted to do or I hurt someone in the process of, you know, going after my own goals or needs or whatever it might be. And I think that we all can have this, you know, an element of this. I think we're all prone to trying to bend the truth or avoid the shame of admitting we're wrong. Uh, We can have these little white lies that come up without even realizing sometimes, or we can have excuses where, you know, oh, but ABCD happened and then (laughs) EFG happened and that's why this went this way. And we kind of just always put the power outside of ourselves when we can actually get so much strength and opportunity from for bringing the power back inside us and so this is what I wanted to explore a little bit in this episode and just really bring your attention to where you might be avoiding responsibility and not taking ownership of the things that you can control especially when it comes to your mood and your potential overwhelm, anxiety, depressive symptoms, chronic stress. If you are living in this state from day to day, day to day, and nothing is shifting or changing, it's probably because of something that's, you know, you're doing as well. What's your part to play? You know, we talk about relationships being 50-50 and like, well, someone else might be doing all of these different things. It's like, well, what are you doing? Or how are you making changes to shift the dynamic or what could you do a little bit differently internally to change your relationship with their behavior or how you respond to their behavior and the same is true with life in general like we're partaking in life and life is responding back to us so if you're thinking about what you're putting out into life how you're showing up for yourself and for everyone else that gets mirrored and reflected back to you And so we do have so much control really within us around what we choose to let our day look like and how willing we are to let these emotions continue to control us and keep us stuck, hold us back. You know, I say chronic stress, if you're living in survival mode and chronic stress as your everyday normal, you're limiting your potential, you're limiting your productivity And you're limiting your presence. And that's like a massive ouch to me. Like the thought of me not living up to my potential is so heartbreaking because I know I've got so much potential within me that on the days that I'm just wallowing in stress or overwhelm and I don't know what to do next, I feel so stuck in my to-do list and like there's just so many things I could do. I don't even know where to start and I'll just scroll my phone endlessly they're the days that actually really impact me emotionally because I think I've got so much more potential than this if only I could get out of my own way and then in terms of your productivity like keeping yourself stuck in chronic stress and overwhelm is not good for your body and mind it's going to impact how focused you are and how clear you feel in terms of going after your goals and work projects and all of those kinds of things that you might be working towards And then presence, you know, you're not in the present moment because you're so stuck in your mind thinking about what's next, what's next? Oh, what's, you know, got to be for dinner? What have I got to do next week? Oh, I forgot to go and get ABCD. 
Um, even when you are sort of present with your kids, you might be, you know, stuck in your head thinking about all the other things you need to be doing, or maybe there's something from the past that keeps kicking up and triggering you, or something you said to someone keeps replaying in your mind, and you just can't be present when you're stuck in that space. And ultimately, I think that's what we all want. We want to be living into our potential. We want to be productive and efficient and effective And we want to be present. We want to be living in the moment and having alignment and joy and not always feeling like we're stuck reliving the past or stuck freaking out about what's coming in the future. And so for today, I really just want to empower you to think about how you can start to take some responsibility for the way that you're showing up from a mood perspective, from, you know, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the depressive symptoms that we can take some of this power back uh, because really if you are operating from survival mode or stress mode, it's your body's like warning system. It's trying to tell you, hello, hello, something needs to change. I'm putting you in an activated state of anger or anxiety, which is like fight or flight because I'm trying to warn you that this is not sustainable. I'm putting you into this survival mode to help you survive And make some quick changes to get yourself back to a safe space, not to operate from this place as your everyday normal. And if you don't listen to those warning signs, if you don't heed the call and the warning, what happens over time is your body just gets more and more depleted and you begin to shift into that apathy, that shutdown phase of freeze or fawn, where this is where the depressive symptoms can start to show up and the lack of energy, all you want to do is sleep. You just scroll on your phone when you know you've got a million other things you could be doing. Everything feels hard. Nothing feels fun. You just don't really know what to do with yourself all day. And that is really when your body's just kind of gone too far in this mode and really needs to be supported to shift back out into a safer space. And so the first step to really all of that is taking responsibility that, you know, you have a part to play in making some changes and ultimately you're the, in the driver's seat of your body. And yes, there might be all of these things that are going on around you that are not ideal. There might be things that are completely out of your control, interest rates, um, kids getting sick, all kinds of things we know can happen. We know life throws curveballs at us all the time. But if you can start to support yourself to better respond to these things, you're going to be better off. And that really starts with taking ownership and accountability of yourself and how you can, you know, have a part to play in the life creation, you know, the co-creation of life that, you know, things get thrown your way and you throw back at them. Uh, And it's up to you what you throw back. You can be that confident, assured person that takes life in its strides and you really do try to see the bright side of things you try to support yourself from a self-care perspective you try to make sure that your boundaries are in place and you're respecting the needs that you have and not overloading your plate or you can kind of bow down and say life just keeps throwing this at me and I just keep kind of sinking and sinking and sinking and where does that really leave you at the end of the day like you end up being this puddle on the ground that's just surrendered to all the crap 
and completely powerless to do anything about it and that's not going to get you anywhere either like that's just what life's going to feel like from now on I don't think so so how can we start to stand up from that puddle and stand tall Uh, that comes from taking accountability and responsibility and so what can that look like I know it's easy to say take responsibility for your anxiety or the way that you're showing up right now but it looks like, I guess I can explain what it would look like for me, is what can I do today to shift out of this mood? If I feel anxiety or overwhelm popping up, and it does regularly, like we're always going to have these moods and emotions that come up because that's life. What can I do to shift this? What do I need right now to help me move out of this? What's causing it? And what can I do about it? That's like the most simple question I can ask myself, like, what do I need right now? And how can I support myself to get it or do it? Okay, so if I was super overwhelmed with a huge list of tasks that need to be done, I would be saying, all right, I'm going to write down a list. I'm going to put, you know, an order of priority and I'm going to try and have some time where I can just nut this out and tick off as much as I can And I know that by doing that, I'm going to reduce the overwhelm because I'm going to be ticking off a number of these tasks. Or is there someone I can ask for help? Can I say to my partner, oh, hey, I've got like a massive list today. Can you go and get the groceries? Or can you do the grocery pickup? Or can you uh, vacuum the floor for me later? Or like whatever it might be. They're just domestic tasks that come to mind. But whatever it might be, could I ask someone else to help me out? Or could I just delete stuff like what doesn't really need to be on there what am I putting pressure on myself to do that's causing anxiety and it's actually not really serving me it's not enjoyable clearly because it's causing me so much anxiety and how can I shift it out of my life you know is it a conversation I need to have with someone is it just you know getting real with myself and saying enough is enough I'm getting rid of this thing like it's not helpful whatever it might be Uh, just considering how can you shift and change what you're putting on your shoulders so that you're not feeling this way. Some other ideas like something that I've been doing a lot of lately is EFT tapping and I'm using this personally just to shift limiting thoughts and beliefs and start to step into more empowering positive beliefs. I have a very strong tendency to go to the worst case scenario and that's like the anxiety perfectionist in me. I always kind of consider all angles and I like to think that that's a strength of mine because I know that it probably has prevented a lot of mistakes in the past but it's also really annoying you know to always be thinking negatively about what could happen and I really want to start training myself to think more positively and to really like step into my potential and believe in that, especially as I'm growing this business, I think it's really important for me to stay really in tune with my vision, despite all of the obstacles around me. You know, I am caring for my toddler full time. We don't do daycare. I have some help from my mom a couple of half days a week. And that's where I do the bulk of my business work because I get that focused time. So I am limited in the time and the energy that I have. And I need to work like around that and make sure that when I am getting the opportunities, I'm high vibe and I'm in the right mindset and I'm not showing up overwhelmed or anxious or stressed because it just doesn't serve me. And so I've been doing some tapping. I've been doing affirmation work, energy work, 
if I feel anxiety or anything coming on, it's again, how can I shift it? Do a bit of a jump around the kitchen, chuck on a fun song and go for a walk with my daughter. I have been (laughs) seen walking down the main street uh, near my house, kind of jiving when I push the pram. And I was like, to anybody driving past, they're probably like, what is this girl on? But I'm just having a good time. I'm just kind of bouncing around, having a little bit of a boogie and dance to some great songs while out in the fresh air with my daughter. And I just think it's fun and it makes me feel so much better once I get home. I'm just in that like free flowing dancey energy. And yeah, again, it's just a little way that I can start to address what's going on in my body and shift the feeling. So what taking responsibility for your symptoms looks like for you is going to be different to me but they're just some ideas of how I do it in the moment and my little go-to toolbox of things but there are obviously so many more things it could be having a cup of tea it could be using a fidget toy it could be writing in a journal it could be doing some movement or yoga it could be calling up a friend and having a chat whatever it might be. And this is why I created Calm Cabana because we have a whole website full of self-care and mental well-being tools and resources. There's the tea, there's the cups, there's the self-care stuff, there's the shower steamers, all of the things. There's the jumpers um, that, you know, have all of the fun sayings, like whatever it is, I'm trying to think of it to help you on your self-care and mental well-being journey and provide you with the tools for your toolbox from obviously like a product perspective. So you've got all of these tangible things that you can purchase, but also with services as well. So looking at, you know, masterclass support, obviously this podcast is offering free support to help you have more calm in your life. Um, the corporate workshops that I do on creating calm and reducing chronic stress for employees and ultimately the courses that I'm going to be running, the Calm Collective that is coming very, very soon and my mini course, the Calm Calendar as well, which is available, which supports you to really be able to wake up with a smile in your morning and not be completely overwhelmed and daunted by the thought of opening your calendar, knowing it's there as a supportive tool rather than a source of overwhelm. So I will include all of the links in the show notes for that if you're interested in checking it all out. But calmcabana.com.au is the main go-to for all of the things. And I have also just launched our new Calm Circle. And this is really, really exciting because it's something I've had in my mind for a while. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to pop the tickets up on Eventbrite. I'm going to start talking about it. And if I literally get like one person the first time, that is okay by me because my vision for this is to have like a hundred people on Zoom every Sunday night uh, as like a calm circle experience where we go through intention setting, releasing what has been keeping you stuck in the week and holding you down in chronic stress, Uh, intuitive card pulls journaling we're going to look at releasing the stress that's holding you back and how you can start to move into some more empowering supportive thought patterns and actions Uh, what else meditation mantra all of the like juicy spiritual and strategic things to help you create more calm in your week so you can go into monday if you're someone like me that used to always get sunday-itis i call it on that Sunday night, you know, you got to go back to work or, you know, you got to go back to your business and it's not feeling that great. 
this is like what I want the antidote to be like your Sunday itis antidote is to come to the calm circle and it's all online so people can come from wherever and I'm going to be hosting it at around 8 30 p.m melbourne time for probably an hour max because my daughter is going to be in bed so I can actually show up and you know I just think that 8 30 till 9 30 time slot's really good because you're winding down for the night you're kind of thinking about heading to bed by 9.30, 10-ish hopefully and this is just going to set you up for a really peaceful night, a restful sleep and hopefully a great week ahead as well. So I will also include the link to the first Calm Circle. It is going to be on Monday the 4th of September for this first one because of Father's Day on Sunday here in Australia and from then on I'm hoping to have it on Sunday evenings because I just think that's just it feels like a vibe for me. Sunday nights, just chilling in bed or cozying up on the couch with a cup of tea and tuning into the calm circle and just, you know, clearing the shit and getting ready for the week ahead. But I will obviously take feedback on board if that time doesn't work and we can go from there. But like one of the things I'm doing with my EFT tapping is like holding that vision, like this will be a sold out hundred person type event and it might even be one that becomes an in-person event as well uh, for people that are local to me but at this point I'm doing zoom just because of my resources and what I feel will work best for me at this time in my life with everything I have going on and I think it's just more accessible like I can be supportive for everyone around Australia and even internationally uh, if that time frame suits. So I would love to see you there if you're interested and that sounds super supportive and juicy for you and uh, something that I will be hoping to run at least monthly at this point and then ultimately I would love to be doing it weekly. So if you come and follow me on Instagram at calm underscore cabana, I'll also be talking about the sessions over there and how you can join the regular calm circles. So thank you so much. I hope this episode has been helpful for you just to give you a little bit of a wake up call around where you might be avoiding responsibility for your anxiety, your stress, your overwhelm, and how you can start to claim some of that power back and really start to show up in a different way for yourself. And I guarantee the way the world shows up back for you is going to shift as well. Thanks so much. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you found this conversation helpful. If you would like to connect further, I'd love to see you over on Instagram at calm underscore cabana or you can check out all of our products, services and events for mental health and wellbeing support at www.calmcabana.com.au and if you'd like any additional support from me personally, you can also sign up for my Calm Calendar mini course which steps you through how to structure your day so that you can wake up in the morning and feel good when you look at your calendar or my signature program the calm code which supports you to dive into my four steps to creating more calm from the inside out and really being able to strengthen your emotional resiliency toolbox so that you can show up out of survival mode and be more calm and effective in your day-to-day And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear what you thought, or you can also leave a review or rating, or you can share it on your socials as well so that more people can find this podcast and access support. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.